Welcome to Bite Me Podcast, the only podcast about video games. In fact, the only podcast. I guess that's our intro now. Um, I promise we won't let Colby do intros anymore because um, that's how they happen. This is not, I mean, this is a podcast about video games. Um, it is not the only podcast about video games, which is a shame. How do you think we fix that, Cole? Do we just kill all other podcasters? Good. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else we could do. Um, how many how many people do you think we'd have to kill to be the only video game podcast? Well, what's the quote that, you know, if you kill one person, it's a tragedy. But if you kill a million, it's a statistic. It's going to be a statistic. All right. I think that's fair. Anyway, I'm here. Colby's here. Dylan is here as well. Say hey, Dylan. Hey, Dylan. I kind of actually hope he'd say that. It was it was kind of fun. Uh, we are hot off the eels of heels. Oh, no, there's eels. Did I see? Did I say eels? You hot said the eels. Off the, I don't know. We're hot off the heels of E3. Um, and by that, I guess just E3 happened this weekend. There was about a million and a half announcements, so news is long enough that I'm not going to read through it because it would just take too long. Trust me, there's a lot of news. We're going to talk about games we're gonna, that we have played. We're probably going to do those quickly because there's so much news. Uh, and then we've got a, bun- a handful of questions and then a bunch of cheap free games because part of E3 was them saying, like, free games for everyone. Uh, then we got a Troll Corner. We'll see how tired we are by the time we get to Troll Corner. It might happen. It might not. We'll just see. We're going to play this one, you know, kind of by uh, kind of by the eels. Is that right? Play yep. it by eels? Yeah. Anyway, Cole, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Well, luckily, I've only played a couple games this week. Um, yeah, like six. <laughs> so I will go through Observation and Abzu. I beat Abzu. It's good. It's okay. I'm not as huge of a fan of it as Cliff was, um, but it was good. Uh, it's kind of chill. It's, I think it, that's a game, too, that, like... <laughs> might have been better in like 2016 when it came out like yeah. i think get at the time yeah I get why you like it it's just not necessarily you know it was it was good i paid it's like five bucks for it so i'm i'm okay yeah. with that. it's no mud runner that's no, mud, no runner. mud runner it's it's almost one of those games that's like almost more of an experience than it is a game yeah like yeah. i in all honesty i think i would have liked it a lot more if i would played it on my phone yeah like uh, you know um observation i beat and it is absolutely fantastic um i think it's like 20 bucks normally and you should 100 percent play it if you can because it is very good um it's on sale right now i think they then go buy it um it's really fun um the story is kind of confusing um and unfortunately it is not a big enough game where i'm like well i'm just gonna go to the wikipedia and find out what happened um bummer I read a you know thing of it somewhere, and I'm like, oh, okay, that does make sense. Um, but it's really good. Um, I, I lied; it's not on sale. I really enjoyed it. Still go buy it. That's awesome. Um, and then I played Trover Saves the Universe, which is a game by Justin Roiland, who is one of the people um, who does Rick and Morty along with Dan Harmon. Um, but just is he just, Rick or Morty? He is both. Okay. Uh, Justin Roiland does both Rick and Morty, who might as well be in this game because um, the Trover, the main character, is pretty much just Rick's voice. And by that, I mean it's 100% just Rick's voice. Um, the bad guys are all... Ju- or no, not Rick. I'm sorry. They're all, uh, Trover is Morty's voice. And uh, all the bad guys are just Rick's voice. <laughs> um, does he do that weird like burping thing when he talks? Because I like that show a lot, bit. but I find that so off-putting. <laughs> a little bit he kind of does. Um, but uh, 
it's if you like Rick and Morty, you will like this game. Um, it I would I actually kind of want to play it in VR because it's originally a VR game, and it does. It works very interesting because, like, in VR, you're not controlling... or You're not playing as Trover in the game. You are playing as a chairperson, I can't remember their name, who is um, a person who is always in a chair. And you control Trover through the chairperson. And so your view is from the chairperson's view. And then you're controlling Trover. I don't know if that makes sense. So, like, Trover's like a remote-controlled car being controlled by yes. the guy sitting in the chair. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's brilliant, um, really. It, and it works out really well because it's not, you know, like, you you don't move. You are in one, you know, spot. And then there's little, like, um, beams of light that you get Trover to stand on. And that just teleports you to those beams of light. So that's how you move around. Um, but you can move up and down. Um, there's, like, verticality. That's awesome. Um, if, if, like I said, if you like rick and morty you will like this game the humor is a hundred percent the same um it's very good i should not have played it in front of my uh um four-year-old but (laughs) i don't care because i wanted to beat it um and i don't think she was paying attention to it (laughs) Um, uh then i played narita boy um, which you played a little bit didn't you yeah i wasn't a huge fan of but i only played it for like a half hour so (sighs) I absolutely love Narita Boy. Yeah, I might have to um, give another shot. If I, th- I think if Monster Sanctuary wasn't a thing this year, and I mean we were only like six months into a year, it would be a serious contender for me for Game of the Year. Interesting. Um, Maybe I should just give it another go. Like, really, what turned me off from it was something that you said you didn't experience. So, like, I didn't like. I, I like died. And, like, ended up having to go back, like, a long ways from where I was. And maybe I just, like, screwed something up, too. So, there are kind of, and, and I can understand how you could do that. There are certain things that you can do that will hit save points for you, yeah. essentially. And so, like, as long as you're kind of making sure that you're hitting a save point, you won't go back too far. Or you just do the thing where you're like, oh, I just hit a save point. I go into the next room, and all of the battles are done, like... There's not just bad guys along the way, usually. They're done in kind of, like, groups, where you mm-hmm. walk into a place, and then it kind of puts you in that area, and you do a, you know, fight. And what I would do a lot of times is I'm like, okay, I've got, like, two health, and I just walked into a fight, but I know I saved in the room before. I just let him kill me, so I could go into that fight, just straight oh. into it with full health. Um, just, like, little things like that. Um, it's fantastic. Um, Interesting. It, it it was gorgeous, like like had a the most interesting look that I've ever uh-huh. seen in a game. Like the, it was really cool. Is what is is it? Is that vaporwave? Is that what I'm trying? I don't know. Is it was it, neat looking. Is that like, like, the, I think like the, pink and purples, like kind of '80s synth, you know, kind of thing? I want to say that's called vaporwave, but I'm not. I, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, this looks like a like a pixel game from the SNES, and then you realize that no SNES game was that gorgeous. You know, like yeah. it's it's like retro futurism for console games yeah vaporwave cool. is is very much like the though this is talking more about it as an audio kind of thing but yeah like, i didn't go, go ahead, ahead. It's, uh, well, i was gonna it's, say it reminded me of something but now i can't remember what so whatever <laughs> the 80s no what's that game shoot it doesn't matter go ahead um it's so you play as narita boy who is the 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 whole thing is there was a guy who created a video game and video game console. And 
I believe got sucked into the video game console. It happens. Um, I don't know. Like, like this story is kind of weird. It was another game where I'm like, come on, Wikipedia. And it's like, no. Um, <laughs> but, like, so you are going in to save essentially the world that is in the console. Um, yeah. But he controls all the bad guys. Um, it's it's a... Well, and then you, like, throughout, there's, like, memories of the creator, which is the, the guy. And you go in and learn kind of, like, why he is who he is and why he made the game and kind of stuff. It's a very interesting game. Um, I loved it. That's awesome. Uh, The soundtrack is excellent. Soundtrack's super good. Yeah, it's really interesting. It reminded me of Hyperlight Drifter. Did you play that at all? I didn't. Yeah, it kind of like same a lot of the same colors and that kind of just like really jagged pixel pixely kind of feel to it, but super super interesting. I might have to come back to that. It's on Game Pass. Um and I think even off Game Pass it's like 20 bucks again. It's excellent. I, I highly, highly suggest it. Um, and then I played Soma for like literally 15 minutes, so I don't know. It seemed good. Um. Colby did send me a screenshot from Soma, though, that uh, I think really really showed the level of um, depth they're going to. I'll read this to you. So you know how when you're wandering around a a narrative adventure game and you find things to you know like push the plot forward? Colby found a... Uh, like a news article clipping um, looks like on a desk. And this is, this is how they think newspapers are written. (laughs) Downtown accident kills young woman. Yesterday, a driver distracted by her children ran a red light, causing her to blindside a car in the intersection of Bloor street and Spadina road. The mother and her children traveling in a robust SUV were left bruised, but largely unharmed. The other party was less lucky as the car crashed into the passenger side. Ashley hall, 23 sustained devastating damages and suffocated from blood (laughs) trapped in her lungs before the ambulance arrived. Her friend and driver, Simon Jarrett, 26, survived, but with a complicated result, believed to leave him leave him with permanent brain damage. That's that's how newspaper articles are written, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, I read that, I'm like, really, guys? It's kind of heavy-handed there. Like, I don't think I've ever read a thing, like a, a newspaper article, like, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> I uh, The funny thing is, is when you first sent it to me, like, it's a little small picture, so I didn't realize that that was a screenshot from a video game. I actually thought it was, like, a picture that someone had taken of a news article. I'm like, where is this from? And, like, the byline's Toronto. I'm like, I don't know, maybe Canadian newspapers are weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> Good stuff, though. What else did you play? Oh, that's that it. it. That's all. Yep. Um, Dylan's at another computer right now, so I'll tell you what I played real fast. Uh, I played more Stardew Valley. I just passed 130 hours in that game. Um I think I have a problem, but I'm okay with it. Um, We unlocked, so like there's this cave you can unlock on the new island that actually tells you what percentage of the game you are done. And like to 100% that game, like you have to do everything in that game. It's like ship every item, find every crystal, you know, put everything into the museum, blah, 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 blah. Find all these different things. It's literally find every item, every doodad, everything in the game. I'm only 37% of the way done with it, which that's fine. I'm just going to keep going. Like, we'll just keep going until either the world ends from some sort of weird heat death or I find every item. Um, it, it, Pretty sure the weird heat death is already happening where I'm at. <laughs> Could go either way. Um, I played a little bit more Prey. That game's real good. I, I was kind of... It's an interesting game because I got real, like, lost. Um, not even lost. I was in this area and I just couldn't figure out what to do next. And I spent probably an hour just, like, stumbling around trying to, to figure out what I needed to do next. And 
all I had to do was like push a button and turn on some lights. <laughs> and once I pushed on that button, I'm like, oh, that just finished like eight quests for me. <laughs> so I got a little bit stuck in that. I was I was like, this game's kind of weird. I don't I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just like stuck in this big room. What am I supposed to do? And I, I found my way out, so it was all right. Um, and then uh, I finished a short hike. It was a game I started like. So I think to put this in perspective, a short hike is literally like a two-hour game maybe a three-hour game like i started playing it uh it's very short yeah i started playing it um probably five months ago um i was streaming it from my computer to my phone and then i just like stopped and over the weekend i finished it by streaming it from my computer to my tv um and i finished it and it's really good it's one of those games that if you it came out i think kind of late I'm trying to say it either came out in late 2019 or late 2020. Um, But it came out a little late for reviews. But I I know a number of reviewers that I follow were like, oh, man, this game came in a little late. And so it couldn't go on my game of the year list because I just didn't have time to finish it before, you know, I had to get my list submitted because most of those game of the year lists come out in like early December actually so like I kind of wonder if it launched in like late November early December and so they just weren't able to add it to it but so many people added it as like an honorable mention that like you should go play this game because it's really good and it is it's a really good like you're a bird um and your aunt takes you to work for the day um and and it starts out as you're kind of like the spoiled teenager who's really sad that because her, her your aunt works at a national park and you can't get cell phone reception there. And she's like, well, if you climb to the top of the peak of this park, you'll be able to get cell phone reception. And the story is um, what it takes to get to the top of that mountain. And it's it's a really interesting, it's an interesting game because if you're one of those people that's just like, oh, I want to run through this game, you could probably beat that game in 45 minutes. Um, it can be very, very short, but it's, it's one of those kind of games that wants to teach you that the beating the game is not actually the point of it. It's like the journey to get there. Um, there's a lot of interesting people to talk to. There's a bunch of fun side quests you can do. Um, there's a bunch of really interesting people to um, like have little stories with throughout this game. And if, if you don't do that, you're going to have a really bad version of that game. But if you take the time to do it, there's a lot of really cool things to see. And, and kind of the payoff of actually getting to the top of the mountain is actually really cool too. It, you learn a lot about yourself and your character um, through it. So if you haven't played it, I think it is only available on PC, unfortunately. Like it's a, it is not. Oh, where else can PC, you get it? Mac and on Switch. Yeah, go pick it up for the Switch. It's great. Um, it's I mean, or right PC. now for six bucks. Absolutely worth six dollars. Like I said, it's short, um, but it's very good. Like I, I would really recommend a short hike. So lots of fun. Try that out. Uh, also, Dylan, you're a liar because it it came out in July on the PC and then August on the uh, Switch. So oh weird. It, it like I wonder. I wonder if it was just indie enough that it didn't get the attention it needed. Maybe then. Be. I don't know. I don't know. Good game though. Really liked it. Dylan, do you want to tell us about what you've been playing? Oh yeah. I'm going to hit you with the tease that I played Ratchet and Clank on PS5. But first, we're going to talk about World War Z. Oh, it's so good. Um, I think I got that on free on the Epic Store at some point. Yeah. Um, it's also in Game Pass. And it's in Game Pass and it's crossplay. Nice. Um, so that's a that's a bonus for anyone interested in playing this because it's definitely a game that I would play with friends i don't it's, think there's a lot there to play single player um i back in the day i played a lot of left for dead by myself 
because that was kind of just how it worked at the time. Um, and I also feel like me playing Left 4 Dead by myself was not awful. Um, I did play World War Z, like, the first game by myself. And it, I liked it, but there's a lot of games you could play instead that are meant to be played solo. Um, like, I recently... I kind of went through a slew of zombie games um, trying to figure out what I, I kind of wanted to kill zombies, but I didn't know which one. So I fired up dying light and dead Island and dead rising three, I think nice. just to see. Um, and I think all three of those other games I would play first unless I was playing with friends. Um, but far and away um, I played with Vinny and one of his friends and nice. we, we jumped into a hard difficulty and we got our butts kicked a few times, but um, it was a lot of fun. And I, I do like that you earn perks and there there is sort of this upgrade path and you can kind of unlock cool stuff. Um, so it's not just zombie survival. Um, it kind of has a, I guess, a Hollywood style to it where you're going to get to do cool, heroic things um, modeled as like having cool perks that, I don't know, like, Vinny's friend was playing the medic, so he had a perk that occasionally when he used a med kit, it didn't actually use the med kit, so he'd get, like, essentially a free med kit or whatever. And nice. when that happens, it's like, oh, that's oh, that helped so much because you're having a tough time on that particular spot or whatever. Um, but, again, like Left 4 Dead, I think it's a... Uh, I like playing games where there's sort of those, like, procedurally generated combat so you play through the map three times and it you hit this horde of zombies in a slightly different spot or the horde is slightly different it's not it's not a pattern like there was runs where whether it's because you had a slightly different weapons that generated and you got different weapons or the the mob hit at a slightly different time it's like those make substantial differences. And a couple times we just got smoked like so fast. And then there's two other times where we played the same map because we played it like, I don't know, six times before we beat it (laughs) um, to varying lengths. Like sometimes we got hosed so early on and it was like, okay, at least we died early. Um, And there was a couple times we died kind of right at the end, but it was, it was weird because one time you're like, wow, that felt so much easier this time. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I had this weapon or I don't know if it's just was there less zombies or were we just like killing them fast enough before they could climb up the wall because it's definitely a game where i mean there's a lot of zombies on the screen and they're they're crawling on top of each other and and kind of climb up to get to you so you have to try to knock them down at the bottom kind of thing which is is really neat um like the graphics aren't spectacular but the the fact that you can just get so many bad guys on, on the screen at one time is cool they actually had to make a custom engine to handle that many zombies on the screen at one time. Like that's a custom yeah. build engine just to have that number of zombies. But it doesn't look bad though. Like I mean, it's, it's not, not bad. bad no, um, I think the only complaint I have is there's not enough variety in the zombies. Yeah. So you very much notice the same zombie running at you like six times. Yep. Like in a row, kind of. Um, so if there was somehow just more variety and I guess that's hard when you have, you have so many zombies on screen, it's impossible to make them all unique. Right. Um, so it's kind of, it's a pro and con in itself, but overall I'm definitely interested in playing the game more. 
um but with friends um for sure um but the fact that it's crossplay is pretty neat so yeah um maybe that will open up some doors to play such a good um, game but next thanks to austin who let me borrow his ps5 because he to quote him hasn't had a lot of time to play it um so i picked up his ps5 through in ratchet and clank and it is as amazing as i thought it would be um it i would have to say it's probably the best looking video game to date that's awesome um, it it's other than like i mentioned last time i don't think it quite has the pixar art style but it pretty much looks like you're watching a a Pixar movie or like a, I guess it probably feels more like a, like, I don't know, like a DreamWorks. Um, Cause Disney has its, it's, it's look, the Disney Pixar look, yeah. but it maybe it looks more in line with like a minions or illumination movie. Um, but man, it, it's fun. And I haven't played a couple of the recent Ratchet and Clanks. I played most of them in the PS2 era, I guess. Um, but it's a game I've always loved. Um, the guns are always interesting and it's just kind of that chaotic action platforming shooting fun time game. Um, yeah. But man, it looks so good when you're doing it and the, the amount of stuff that's happening and exploding on screen and like, it's a testament to new hardware for sure. Like absolutely, it, it is like, there is a difference in what's happening and how good it looks and the lighting and the environments and the explosions because like these guns are, they're doing wacky stuff um, <laughs> and it's not, it's not like simple pew pew. Um, so it's a noticeable difference. So I guess that's my slight nod to new hardware too. You can tell that it's not just a game that's fun, but man, they made a game with no crunch that is just absolutely spectacular. Um, and I guess designed for this new, new hardware. And that's pretty cool. Um, so I highly recommend that game. And I, I guess I'll have to give a, a nod to PlayStation for finally making a controller that is, up to par at <laughs> least <Usable. laughs> um it's pretty much a switch can switch pro controller nice in my hand like that's what it feels like to me um which i'll take over any previous iteration of the playstation controller it feels pretty good and the triggers are wild yeah um, that's what i've heard it it's pretty weird that it can constantly be changing while you're pressing it like if your gun's not ready to fire it doesn't pull like it like just goes loosey goosey on you, and then, um, the and Ratchet and Clank makes good use of like half trigger pulls and things. So, like the shotgun, if you pull it halfway, it shoots one barrel, and then if you pull it down, it shoots all the barrels, kind of thing. Interesting. And then like the Negatron Collider, which is like the big charge them up and fire beam that kind of like shoots out a beam for a couple seconds kind of weapon. You can pull it down halfway to charge it and then you pull it the rest of the way to actually shoot the beam. Um, so almost all the weapons, I think actually all the weapons have an alternate fire built into the trigger. So I always love when games do do that, when they actually make use of those things. Yeah. Um, um, and kind of show it off in a good way. Um, like a lot of Switch games early on did that where they could show the, the like the the gyro yeah controls and stuff and show you how they work and what they can do this game does a, a fantastic job of of that so 
that's awesome. really cool that's really cool is it, is it going to get you to buy a switch or not a switch a playstation 5 i don't know because once i finish it i have no reason to have one so. <laughs> it's a that's the, like the biggest bummer with exclusives is like there's a handful of of playstation 5 games i'd like to play but not enough to buy one you know yeah like, maybe the solution is you wait like five years and then buy a playstation 5 at like the end of its lifespan um you know it'll probably only be 250 bucks or 300 bucks and then i just go back and play all the games um in the past maybe that's the right way to do it i definitely want a mini one though because man it is enormous that sounds awesome like it's huge <laughs> i don't it's, know why it's that big how <laughs> It's like the size of a door. <laughs> yeah, it's just huge, and it does look like a clone trooper, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Nice. Good stuff. That's awesome, Dylan. That's uh, that's very cool. And shout out to Austin, one of our delightful patrons yeah. for hooking Dylan up Hooked with up. Uh, a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to uh, to do... Actually, we should talk about patrons. That's a... <laughs> It's only been paying a small amount of attention. We could we set them up to knock them down. Yeah, it's it's you know it's only Wednesday, but this has been a very very long week. I feel like it is easily supposed to be Thursday, if not Friday. So you'll just have to forgive me. Patreon, those are the fine folks that support this podcast. You can be one of them by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, slipping us a few dollars a month. Uh, Our $10 patrons of which Austin is one. Thank you. uh, Get their name right out on every podcast we do. So we will do that right now. I don't know what Dylan just did, but I think he might've tried to catch a fly out of midair. Did you catch it? I I have no idea what he's doing. I just shot a rubber band across the room and uh, might have might have been a casualty. <laughs> anyway, thank you to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. for continuing to support the show. We have one, three, seven, and ten dollar tiers on our Patreon. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and uh, just help us out a little bit. We appreciate it. Dylan, what are we gonna do next? We've got so much to do next. News. We shouldn't have even said news. We have so much news to talk about. It's absolutely insane. Um, Like we said, E3 was this weekend. And I'll be frank, like we probably could have done 10 hours of podcasting about all the stuff we saw this weekend. I watched um, the majority of the the conferences. Um, I won't say I saw everything because there was like, I don't know, 10 this weekend and the Euro started. So I had to like push soccer in the middle of all of my, uh, my video game watching, but I I watched the majority of them and there's some incredible games coming out. We're not going to talk much about it, but if you missed the, uh, like there's a bunch of indie, uh, ones, the gorilla showcase was this weekend. Um, the wholesome game showcase was this weekend and there are so many games coming out that Colby's going to want to play like just farm simulator after farm simulator after fishing simulator after you know it's there's millions of them i i watched all those conferences i probably added 40 games to my steam wish list like just a shocking amount of good stuff there um i i will probably talk more about those kind of as they come out would be my guess because i'm sure we'll end up playing them um and a lot of them right now are steam only games so like we'll, we'll probably hit them eventually when they come to uh switch and xbox yeah i tell you man like i i the more i think about that valve handheld like switch machine the more i think that that's actually what i want in my life like just some sort of like little dockable 
steam machine that can play stupid games where I walk around and plant vegetables and fish things and it can just sit in my living room and it'll be great. So I'm sure we'll talk about more of those later, but what we're going to focus on today is uh, some of the more AAA first party offerings, but there's some there's some good indie stuff stuck there in the middle. So first off, Xbox Showcase. Um, this thing was 90 minutes long. I think they premiered... 31 games or 30 games and 27 of those games are coming to game pass like that is the the offering that xbox has right now i it, it's one of those things where and, and obviously i am biased and that's fine like i'm i, I don't i don't want to say i'm a fanboy like if you want a ps5 that's absolutely fine but I, if you have the choice between the two i don't understand why anybody would buy a PlayStation right now when you can buy an Xbox and for $15 a month, like, like here's the math, okay? Two first-party PlayStation games are going to be $140, right? You can get a year of Game Pass for $15 times 12. So, like, what's that, $180? So, for the price of slightly more than two PlayStation games, you can get a, a for like every single AAA game that Xbox is going to be releasing from their first party studios of which they have like 23 now um for literally the same price plus dozens of other games you know over over the course of the year i i just don't understand why when that's your value proposition you'd get a PlayStation um but I mean, you do you. If if you, I mean, it's to play ratchet. It's to play ratchet and clank. Like to be frank, it's to play their really good, right. you know, single player, um, first party offerings. So that's it. Um, I guess in that same vein, Starfield, which is the new Bethesda game coming out, which um, has been billed in all the media this this week as a Han Solo simulator, which sounds hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> real, real, real good, is going to be an Xbox exclusive. That game will not be appearing on anything that isn't an Xbox um, or a PC, presumably. Um, it is coming out November 11th, 2022, which is a little while from now, um, and it will be available day one on Game Pass. So that's a $60 exclusive right there, $70 exclusive maybe by 2022, who knows, um, that you're only going to be able to play on Xbox and you're only going to, you know, that you'll, you'll be able to get free on Game Pass. So I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I think it's kind of a bummer um, that people on the PlayStation will not be able to play Starfield, but... You know, I guess when you pay $8 billion for a company, some of those things kind of happen. Um, the weirdest thing I think that came out about this is that Todd Howard actually issued an apology today to PlayStation 5 players saying, hey, we know you really want to play this, but, you know, what you going to do? And, like, that to me is, like, the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I, I never got an apology for not being able to play The Last of Us 2 on my Xbox. So, <laughs> like, I off. demand an apology I now. <laughs> Right? It was just, I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, what? So, anyway, that's coming out November 11th, 2022, or Veterans Day, if you prefer, or my grandfather's birthday, if you prefer, next year. Um, you can choose, whatever. Uh, Stalker 2 looks real good. A lot of Russian <laughs> coming off, uh, coming out April 22nd, 2022, also on Game Pass. Back for Blood, which is the new Left for Dead game, which looks so freaking good i mean just absolutely incredibly good uh is also coming on game pass will be out october 12th like that game i can't wait to just like get a bunch of folk together and play the crap out of a multiplayer zombie game where we just get to shoot giant stupid exploding zombies it's gonna be great um 
Contraband looks really cool. It's from Avalanche Studios. There is not a lot of uh, stuff on that. It will be a Game Pass game. Uh, it does not have a release date yet, though. It was kind of one of those very like cinematic trailer, let's give you a feel for what this game could be, but no real information. So looks cool. Avalanche has done some cool games in the past, so we'll see. Um, sea of Thieves is getting um, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff mixed in with it. Like like the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, like actual Jack Sparrow, I believe actually voiced by Johnny Depp. And it looks real good. Like I, I don't want to say I always need something to pull me back into Pirates of the Caribbean, or I'm sorry, into Sea of Thieves, but Pirates of the Caribbean stuff might be what does it. It looks just, just stupid fun. Um, it was very cool to see a trailer that, that starts out with like the, you know, like in the background real, real quiet, you can hear this kind of like, yo ho, yo ho, and it pops into, you know, to that. So excited about that. Um, Battlefield 2042 is, I think, one of two or three games that is not coming to Game Pass that they announced at, uh, at this. It looks fine. Um, it's not my kind of game, but if you're into that kind of stuff, it looks, it looks good. Um, it will not have a campaign, which means that like, I will never play it, but you know, if you're into battlefield, it looks, it looks fine. You know, I, I can't say much more than that coming out October 22nd. Um, see if these, the, the pirates life update is coming out June 22nd. So that's like in what a week from yesterday, which is soon, uh, psychonauts two, which is the, uh, game from, um, oh shoot. Who makes psychonauts? Uh, Tim Schafer's company. Yeah, is that Double Fine? Double Fine, thank you. Um, I never played the first one. Um, I'm familiar with it just because like it's a big, like kind of tentpole gaming thing. The new one looks amazing. It looks really, really, really fun. Have you played it, Cole? Just real quick, did you know that there was a Battlefield 2142 as well? I did not. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. That's fine. Uh, it's a 2006 Battlefield. It's, it's, you know, when your name is Battlefield and a date, eventually you're going to use the same one. That's what I'm saying. Well, it comes after Battlefield 1. Which of course it does. After <laughs> Battlefield 5. You know. <laughs> Psychonauts 2 is coming out August 25th. Looks fantastic. It's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, Fallout 76, they announced a bunch of new... Just like Fallout stuff, apparently, like based on what they say, like a lot of people are actually playing Fallout seventy six, which I think is super weird. Um, I figured my dad was actually the last person on Earth playing Fallout, and he plays it by himself on his own private server, so he like he just didn't know. Um, it's, it strikes me as one of those things that there could actually be an actual like nuclear Fallout, and my dad would just be stuck playing Fallout seventy six online, and he'd have no idea that everyone else was dead because he just plays by himself. But looks cool. Um, some new uh, Brotherhood of uh, Steel storylines. If you're into that, um, they're the bad guys. If you ask me, um, <laughs> are we the baddies? Pretty sure. Um, and then they're actually going to go out to uh, some areas that were from Fallout Three, uh, back to Pittsburgh, I believe. So look, look good. Um, I keep thinking I need to try that out again. They, do you guys remember this? Like, raise your hand if you remember that Fallout Seventy Six has a battle royale mode, because. I sure uh, yeah. forgot that it did. Um, I remember it, that. It, it won't after, I think, September. They're closing that. Mm. <laughs> so, eh, whatever. All good. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online um, is going to get some, some new storylines, but also is going to have uh, an Xbox Series X and S version uh, coming out yesterday. So you already have that, I guess, if you want to go play some ESO. Um, another game that I really wish was better. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. How many times have we tried to play ESO, Cole? Probably three or four. Yeah. Yeah. 
And every time I get into it, I'm like, why is this so hard and confusing and dumb? And why can't we play together? <laughs> I don't know. It is one of those games that I'd love to play, but like, I just, I don't know. It... I love Skyrim. I love that world. I love everything about it. I just can't get into ESO. Like, yeah. it's okay. It's fine. It's not for everyone. Uh, Party Animals is a new couch co-op game that looks almost identical to gang beasts um except that you're like cute furry creatures looks real like it's gonna be a lot of fun and it'll be on game pass so like absolutely something that you could uh you could play with friends on a couch it might have online co-op too looks good um hades which if you haven't heard of you you might have missed the fact that it won like i don't know every game of the year award in existence in 2020 um in addition to like a bunch of baftas and a bunch of other stuff terrific game um is coming to xbox game pass on august 13th so you'll be able to play hades it's probably hades is probably the best roguelite i've ever played it's uh absolutely absolutely great so check that out um vinny uh i could just skip over halo infinite because vinny said it didn't look very good that's what he told me he's like i don't i don't know if i'm interested in in halo infinite at all anymore after seeing what they released so uh you know whatever Nah, it's a lie vinny is so excited about halo i think he's talked to um our chat today about it like 15 times someone in like a distant world says halo and he like perks up he's like did that come does someone want to talk more about halo someone's like you know what i really like this new uh, ice cream i tried it's called halo top yeah like, you... doesn't the multiplayer look good <laughs> have you ever had an halo orange i'm like <laughs> yeah um infinite didn't reveal too much more about the campaign but they did reveal a lot about the multiplayer it looks really good um if you'd forgotten about it because i think a lot of people have the multiplayer is going to be free um you will not have to buy halo in order to play the multiplayer um it's on game pass so if you're a game pass subscriber you'll get you know halo infinite for free uh but uh the 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 multiplayer will be free regardless and it looks really good and they're doing some interesting things like uh uh what do they call them season passes won't or se season season passes yeah don't expire so like have you ever done the thing where you buy a season pass and you only have like three months to finish all the things inside of it and then at the end of that three months it just goes away and it's dumb um, yeah. they will never expire on this. So you can buy season one and finish all your stuff. And then if you buy season two as well, um, you'll just continue to work against stuff. season one and season two at the same time, which I think is really cool. Um, it's, it's about just, time someone did that. Right. It's really smart. I hope other people pick that up. So Halo Infinite looks really good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to play. I don't know. I haven't played a Halo game since the first one. So I guess Colby and I played OST. OST. Um, it was fine. Um, I'm excited to try that out. Um, Far Cry 6 is coming out. It is not going to be on Game Pass, which is a bit disappointing. Um, I So, you know, what, what do they call it, Cole? I, I, it's got a name, and you probably don't know it offhand, but that thing where, like, you don't know anything about a person or a thing, and then you, like, learn who they are, and all of a sudden they're everywhere. It's like, yeah. it, it's got a really weird name. It's like two scientists, like, munching something syndrome or something yeah, it's not munchausen by proxy <laughs> it's not munchausen by proxy but you know I what i, I can mean. think of as the dunning kruger but it's not that it's either. not that but it's like one of those weird sounding things the dude so how do you say his name Guan Guan carlo esposito is that right juan carlo really huh juan carlo esposito Wait. i don't know he's the the bad guy from the boys oh, and he's okay. the bad guy from the manchurian and <laughs> Like, he's apparently the bad guy in this. The Manchurian? 
He's a professional bad Not guy. the Manchurian. Uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bad guy in the Manchurian candidate call. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes, I have. Both of them. Gene Carlo Esposito. Gene Carlo Esposito, not Juan Carlo. <laughs> like, Whatever. I was lo- I was looking up the when you hear a word is called the uh, Bader Mainhoff phenomenon. There you go. I swear to God, I've never seen this dude before in my entire life. I saw him in The Boys, and now like I can't turn on TV without seeing him. But he's apparently a very famous actor, so I just have not been paying yeah, attention apparently. Have but you ever seen The Usual Suspects? I have, and apparently he's in it. Yeah, he's so. In it. Um, but like I saw him in the boys. I'm like, this guy's real good in the boys. And then I was watching the Mandalorian. I'm like, Hey, that's that guy from the boys. I'm watching the far cry thing. And and my kid comes, he's like, is that the guy from the Mandalorian? I'm like, apparently, (laughs) is that the guy from the Manchurian? (laughs) Anyway, uh, far cry six looks really good. Um, I'm excited about it. I, I hope that it kind of maintains kind of the goofiness of far cry five, because that's kind of what I liked about far cry five. This one looks Maybe a little more serious, but we'll what see. Was Gene Carlo Esposito? He was in a TV show in like the late eighties, early. No, you, oh yeah, he was in Homicide: Life on the Street. That's oh, what I, it was. I've not seen that. Uh, Good. Okay. Anyway. Uh, there's a game called Replaced. I honestly don't remember anything about it. Like, <laughs> it sunk to the bottom I've- of my head. Everyone has been saying that it looks really good. Yeah, it, it probably I've, does. I've, I- see- I've seen a lot of buzz on it, and. You know. Yeah, it looks. It does look. I mean, oh yeah, it's like a kind of a like a, a side scroller thing with like some really cool um, like cyberpunk looking graphics. It looks neat. It's not coming out until twenty twenty two, so hopefully we'll know more about it before then. It will also be coming to Game Pass. Um, Among Us, which is maybe you've heard of it. It's a little teeny game. No. It's small. Uh, apparently, yesterday came to Game Pass, <laughs> so you can play it on Game Pass for free now. And it has fifteen player lobbies now, so you can play. You know, hide a little weird alien thing with 15 of your friends instead of eight i believe uh grounded you uh, came out last year i want to say it's kind of a honey i shrunk the kids video game it's made by obsidian it's a lot of fun um was it in early access i think so i believe so i think it might actually still be in early access to be honest mm. um I played it with my kid and Eddie, and we had a lot of fun playing it, but there just wasn't a ton of content, so I think they've been adding more content over time. Um, they just added a bunch more stuff. There's a giant-ass spider in it um, now. Like, I mean, there's spiders in it all along. They're very big, but this one's extra, extra big. It's very scary. But if you don't like spiders, you can turn on arachnophobia mode, and they just turn into, like, giant floating <laughs> orb things. So it's hilarious. It's a good thing. Uh, 12 minutes, which I think we're all very, very excited about. Um, like, I don't know if we ever talked about the fact that they, the, the voice cast from that is James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Defoe, which is yeah pretty awesome for a weird indie game. Um, Did that's you just that, call him William Defoe? I know I said William. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might have said William. I might have called him an eel, Colby. Who knows? <laughs> um, I might have called said he was in the Manchurian Candidate. It's who, Nobody knows, Colby. But anyway, Willem Dafoe, I would say he's most widely known as the Green Goblin, correct? <laughs> uh, we just, like, crashed. It was bad. Um, and I was panicked for a second because I thought that uh, we had not recorded the first 45 minutes of this podcast. But the good news is we did. We don't have to do it again um, because that would suck. We've done that before and it's never great. great. Anyway, Willem Dafoe, Boondock Saints, my yep. favorite job he was in um the favorite of it's my favorite job that willem defoe has had as an actor um and what's antichrist i've never heard of that it doesn't matter was he in the was he in the last temptation of christ yeah he played jesus that's what i was thinking that was that was a freaking great movie 
Um, my kid watched that when he was about three, and the next day asked to watch the Snake movie, and that was when I realized I was a bad father. Um, anyways, 12 Minutes looks really good. It's that game about uh, a people stuck in a 12-minute time loop. It looks just absolutely incredible. Super excited for that. Coming to Game Pass on uh, August 19th. Um, Outer Worlds 2 had a hilarious trailer where they just made fun of trailers that they don't have any details on, <laughs> um, which is good. And apparently we're getting another one of those. I hope it's better than the first one. No date. Coming to Game Pass. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox Series XS on July 27th. That game looks real good. And they're releasing a Top Gun DLC for it. So you can be Goose or Maverick. Probably um, not Iceman. Probably not Rip. Rip. I've actually never seen Top Gun. Is um, there, like, can I play, like, a game of homoerotic volleyball in this? I hope so. I mean, why would you have a Top Gun game that didn't have homoerotic volleyball? That's Let's a good be point. honest. That's a good point. Um, Forza Horizon 5 is coming. We're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but it looks so good. Like, I, I swear is to it God. I, I would I would say that it would be a game that is realistic enough looking that if you took some sort of weird Ferrari that I don't know the name of out to the desert, it's set in Mexico. Um, if you drove one of those to Mexico and just like drove it down a road and had a chase car on it and then like did a transition as it made a turn into Horizon 5, I honestly don't know if you could tell the difference. Like it is the most realistic game I've maybe ever seen. Um absolutely gorgeous incredible um it was picked as the most anticipated game of e3 um it just looks great it's coming to game pass november 9th so I, normally i'd say that's just a little bit before my birthday but like i'll get it free because it's coming to game pass it looks just great I'm, I'm actually just incredibly hyped about that like i said we'll talk a little bit more about that later uh finally we are talking about redfall which is a new open world co-op first person shooter from arcane um the folks that did um prey which i'm playing right now and the dishonored games looks good in that like hey it's a cinematic trailer so it, it could be anything looks good it'll be out next summer and avail and uh, we'll also come to game pass and um we'll talk about this next part later i think i have it in our in our notes for later so that was kind of like the xbox showcase and again there are so many things coming to game pass there are so many games coming out that just look phenomenal i i don't i i don't need to i will not need to buy a game for the next 18 months um, except maybe for Far Cry 6. There, there's just no reason to, to be honest. There's so much good stuff coming out. So, you guys have any thoughts about Xbox before we move on to other Xbox news? I, I like Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, man, me too. Me too. Um, speaking of kind of Game Pass mixed in with xCloud, um, Colby has something he'd like to say. Real quick, before I forget, you can actually um, pre-download a lot of the games that are coming out in the next, like, six months on Game Pass. Um, like Hades, uh, uh, Stalker 2, I know is on there. I, I downloaded like three of them and they're just like pre-downloaded. Forza 5 is one of them. <laughs> like Carter yeah. Day was like, going to download Forza 5. I'm like, why? It doesn't come what? out for hmm. five months. <laughs> like That's why crazy. waste the space, man? But I got whatever. Dark Alliance downloaded. Yeah, that looks good too. Like they, they showed a little I'm bit of I'm excited it's on Game Pass because I don't know. It looks good. It looks yeah. legit. Like, I'm excited. Well, it's um, crossplay, too, so I won't feel bad if I end up buying it on PC just so I can play. Except I, they did announce that uh, they're going to have couch co-op available, oh. not at launch, but shortly after. That's the it way to play that game, man. So, 
that's the way to play that game. Now it looks good. Um, speaking of Xbox and X Cloud specifically, uh, we got some like just kind of general X Cloud information. This is interesting. So right before E3, I'm going to say like two or three days before E3, um, like the the head honchos at Xbox. Um, Phil Spencer and the actual CEO of Microsoft, I do not remember his name, did like, um, oh, uh, Satya Nadella. I Bill believe. something? It's not Bill something. <laughs> Bill Gates is apparently uh, the subject of Behind the Bastards this week. I'm yeah, very excited to listen to that. <laughs> it's, it's anyway, good. other podcasts. Um, so uh, they, they announced that like a couple days, they had like an hour long and just kind of like sit down about how they see the business of Xbox going forward. It was really interesting. Um, and one of the things they announced is that Microsoft is working directly with TV manufacturers and um, uh, are actually going to be creating a streaming device that will let you plug it directly into your to your t- will pl- you plug <laughs> will let you plug directly into your TV and play xCloud via your TV without having to own an Xbox at all and like this isn't the first time we've heard this rumor but up until now it's been kind of like really solid rumors that we figured were going to happen but it looks like this is actually a hundred percent you know a thing that is going to happen and that those streaming sticks might actually be bundled with game pass so odds are pretty good starting in i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked in 2022 if you'll actually be able to download a like xcloud app to your smart tv and stream xcloud directly to it which is pretty cool um and i think speaks to xbox's strategy that it's not just about selling xboxes like everyone wants to get real hyped into you know playstation sold twice as many xboxes as xbox has and i i keep saying this i don't think they care what they really care about is getting 15 dollars a month from you every single month for the rest of your life um they don't make any money on the consoles anyway. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing is, what we what, what do we figure that an Xbox, if you su- subscribe to Game Pass, you're paying $180 a month, so or $180 a year um, if you fa- pay full price. So they would rather take $180 from you a year for the next five or six years than have you buy an Xbox and buy a handful of games. And it just it just makes sense. So, and, and I mean, it makes sense, I think, as a consumer too. Like, I have... I mean, I have lots of Xboxes, but most people only have one because they're normal, insane. Um, this enables you to put game. Yeah, I know, right? Duh. I've got um, three en- and only one person to play them. I don't know. <laughs> I also have three. Oh, no, I have four right now, but I'm going to sell one of those, and I've already sold another one. So I had five, and I'm down to four. Like, I think that is a completely normal amount of Xboxes, right? <laughs> Technically, I have four. <laughs> so. Well, okay. So if you're not Colby and I, and you just have one Xbox, this will allow you to put an Xbox essentially on every TV in your house. This means that, you know, you can have your main Xbox on your TV in your living room or not, um, but also have one in your bedroom. Also have one, you know, just anywhere you, I mean, in theory, you could plug this into a monitor um, and... You know, maybe maybe your PC isn't a gaming PC. Maybe it's just some you know crappy Dell you bought, so you could you know do some word processing or something. You stick one of these sticks into that you know monitor that you've got, and all of a sudden you've got an Xbox on your your computer monitor. Like it's it's a really cool. I, I don't know. I'm excited about this idea, even though I have four Xboxes. So I think that's neat. Um, the other news that they released is that pretty soon you're actually going to be able to play Xbox Series X 
slash X quality games on an Xbox One via xCloud as well. So currently, um, the servers that run xCloud are based on Xbox One architecture. And what that means is, is that when you when you load in xCloud, it, it's essentially playing it on an Xbox One. And I didn't really realize what that meant until I tried to load a game. And I realized like, oh my gosh, Xbox One games loaded really, really slow. Um, but that that infrastructure is being upgraded, I believe, currently to Xbox Series X infrastructure so that when you play xCloud soon, um, it's going to be exactly like playing it on a Series X. So that means not only the enhanced um, graphical capabilities that comes with, but also things like faster loading. Um, and... I believe very soon after that happens, you're actually going to be able to essentially probably via an app on your Xbox One, install xCloud and play xCloud games directly from your Xbox One, which is really cool for a handful of games. I mean, I think it's good for all games. Like it means that you're going to get a better experience for a lot of games, but there are a handful of games that aren't going to come to Xbox One. Like uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator does not look like it's actually going to come back to the Xbox One because it's just too big. Um, I, I I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Wait, that that is true. It's not going to come... Oh, come to the Xbox... Okay, I was confused yeah. for a second. Yeah, it's not going to come to the Xbox One. It'll come to the One X. Yeah, um, that's... Yeah, I was... And like so that it, means... It, it is, because I can pre-download it. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that, you know, games going forward... Like, right now, most games that are coming out on the Xbox Series X are also coming out on the Xbox One X. But that won't always be true, I don't think. I think you're going to get two or three years in the future, and that won't be true. Um, but the good news is, is... Either via your current Xbox One, you'll still be able to play, you know, the games you have and play these new games stream from xCloud, or via your TV, you'll be able to play those games. So they really just want you, I mean, what they want is they want you in, <coughs> excuse me, that xCloud um, Game Pass infrastructure, but they, they want to make it as easy for you as possible. So I think, I think that's a, a good thing, right? Yes. Perfect. Colby agrees. It's a good thing. Um, I mentioned we were going to talk a little bit more about Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting is, do you, do you remember in uh, 4 where they went to Australia and just filmed like skies for... Yeah, yeah. We, they did the same thing for Mexico and it looks great. Um, but I, one of the things that I always thought was weird about Horizon 4 was that do you remember seasons just changed once a week essentially so you'd yeah. go from spring to summer to fall so on and so forth um and it just like it impacted everywhere you're on this huge continent and uh it was everywhere apparently horizon 5 will not do that they're still going to have seasons but the seasons are going to be dependent on which part of mexico you're in mm. because different parts of mexico do not have winter the same way yeah. like you know the northern part of mexico may have more of a winter than the southern part of mexico um some of them have you know rainy seasons some of them have very dry seasons so the weather that you'll experience in horizon 5 is actually going to be in entirely dependent on which part of mexico you're in which seemed kind of fun i don't know i'm yeah that's kind of interesting i think the funny thing is is if you had told me three years ago, like, man, there's a racing game you're going to be super into, Cliff. I would have said, like, that's not true. <laughs> um, unless it's a remake of Road Rash, in which case I'm super interested God, I in want, it. I want a, a remake of Road Rash so badly. <laughs> but I just, like, I'm not into racing games. It's not my jam. And this game looks so good. Like, I'm just so excited for this. So that's coming out, like I think I said, what, uh, November 11th? 
9th, November something. Looks good. Mm. Going to be on Game Pass. Play it. Um, okay, we're done with Microsoft for at least a little while. Um, E3 did actually feature more games than just ones made by Microsoft. Um, or ones outside of the Microsoft conference, I guess. Um, one of those was Rocksmith. Are you guys familiar with Rocksmith at all? Yeah, vaguely. I never played it, though. Yeah. I haven't either, and so to, to, to tell you what Rocksmith is, is it's essentially Guitar Hero, but instead of using a plastic guitar, you use a real guitar. And the reason I've never played it is because the adapter for Rocksmith is like 70 bucks, I want to say, plus the game. So it's expensive, um, and I don't know, like... There's a part of me that thinks like, yeah, I guess that probably works. And there's a part of me that says like, that probably doesn't work, right? Um, Rocksmith Plus, which is the new version they're coming out with, like, I, I will get out of the way early. It is a subscription service, which I'm, like, it's it's fine, I guess. Um, the reason it's a subscription service is because you have access to, like, a bajillion songs and they have to play the licensing for it. Yeah. So you're playing real songs. Um, apparently... Rocksmith 1 was actually mostly rock songs. Rocksmith Plus is actually all sorts of songs. There's rock songs, there's pop songs, there's synth songs, there's punk songs, there's there's no you synth get the, songs, I lied. You, you get the guitar <laughs> hookup for yep, it. Exactly. Nah, there's, uh, but I think there's, there's a lot of different types of music um, in the game. So it, it, the interesting thing about this is you don't actually need any sort of... Uh, like you don't need that interface for your guitar. Um, you can actually get an app for it. And then the microphone in your phone acts as the interface between you and your console or you and your computer, um, which might work. I don't know. The, the barrier to entry is really low, but it looks really cool. And it looks like, you know, I remember playing a lot of Guitar Hero and thinking like, man, if I just spent as much time playing Guitar Hero as I did actually practicing guitar, I could be a halfway competent guitar player now. Um, but I'm not because I spent a bunch of time playing a plastic guitar. Rocksmith, like, what if I can five-star Freebird? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> um, but this actually does look like it It takes a lot of the things that you do when you're actually practicing a guitar. Like it, it can slow down the song you're playing. It can let you practice a riff over and over again until you get it right. Um, to actually play real songs on a real guitar. Um, it has tablature built into it. It looks really interesting. Um, there is a beta of it that you can register for right now. And I think I actually might register for the beta because I'm curious about how well it works. So yeah. that, you know, Rocksmith, like I said, it's a subscription. They didn't tell me, they didn't say how much that was going to cost. But if it's cheap enough, it might be interesting because I would like to be a better guitar and it, it, you don't have to have an electric guitar either. You can play it with an acoustic guitar as well. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting idea that like, obviously it was just a, you know, a presentation. So I, I don't know how well it works. I don't know if it will actually be cool, but it looked interesting. That was part of, uh, that's from coming from Ubisoft. So look, look for Rocksmith plus. It looks interesting. If you have, if you are a guitar player or I guess have ever wanted to be a guitar player, I suppose. So looks interesting. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Final fantasy is coming to, I don't know, nowhere I want it to come to. Um, Final fantasy. One. <laughs> Square doesn't like money. That is the only thing that I can think of. Like, do they not want to shell out for a like a Switch dev kit? Like, I swear to God. This thing's what? like $400, Colby. 
you know what was a terrible conference? I'll tell you, the Square Enix conference. It was 45 minutes long, and I watched it, and I was like, God, that was terrible. Um, You're like, hey, guess what's coming out? Final Fantasy 1 through 6. I'm like, finally, I can play it. You're like, oh, it's only on a phone and PC. I'm like, why? <laughs> For the love of God. I I would say Final Fantasy 1 through 6 is probably the most requested, like, game from the SNES, NES era that people want. I've got to assign, specifically Final Fantasy VI. Like, they could yeah. sell, a good version of Final Fantasy VI on the Xbox could sell for $20. Easy. I Like, if they said, we are going to put out a good version of Final Fantasy VI on Xbox, it would be, a, for $20, it would be a day one buy for me. Yeah. It's so I, weird. Um, anyway, <laughs> they're coming out on Steam and mobile. Um I guess mobile might. What could they be not okay? get it on that little crank handheld thing? Like <laughs> what? I pre-orders are available for that if you want one. I kind of do. I do too. I played one at PAX. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it is just shocking that this and is it's only coming, coming out to the Atari. Yeah, hell, guys, it's shocking to me that it's not coming out anywhere else. But I guess if you want to play it on your phone, I don't. On... <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it on a TV. Yeah. It's it's just dumb. So I don't know. It, it's it's cool that it's coming out, and maybe if it does well, maybe they'll port it somewhere. I want it on my Switch. I just want if it on I, my. If Switch. I wanted to play it on my phone, I'd just play it on the DS because right? I own it on the DS. Like yeah, I'd play it same. on the Vita. I own it on the Vita. <laughs> like yeah, it's so dumb. It's just shockingly dumb. Um. Anyway, coming out soon. I guess great. Uh, let's see. Nintendo Direct. I will admit I did not watch this because it happened in like the middle of a work day on a Tuesday because I don't oh, know. problem. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I was also watching soccer. So, oh, you know, okay. soccer is way easier. To... On field? <laughs> not yet. Um, give it time. Uh, I think that it's way easier to watch soccer while working than it is to watch a video game reveal yeah. while playing soccer so, or while, while playing soccer, but also while working. <laughs> It'd be real hard. Uh, so we'll run through these real fast because I don't have a lot to say about it, I guess. Oh, you know, one other thing I forgot to say, do I have this? Uh, part of the Ubisoft conference was they're, they're bringing out an avatar game, um, but not, the last airbender, like the blue guys, um, like James Cameron, the avatar, it looks absolutely incredible based on a cinematic trailer. Um, and I actually really like that game. So, or that movie. So do you, so tell me what you think about this as two people that like movies, right? Okay. Avatar. Mm -hmm. Good movie. Like, I mean, best highest grossing movie of all time. So like it has to be, at least okay, I guess. That's um, not true, but no, it's not true. But it means at least a lot of people saw it. So <laughs> that's that all true. it means. <laughs> like, I think it's fascinating though that the the way people choose to to kind of crap on on Avatar is not that it's not a good movie. It's not that whatever. It's a, I don't know. It's just it's just you know um, dances with wolves, but with blue people, mm -hmm. or it's just Fern Gully with blue people, or it's just Pocahontas with blue people. And I'm like, are you guys familiar? With, with uh, how movies work <laughs> with the jazz singer because <laughs> I, I think you mean um uh star is born it, that's the jazz singer not really yeah it is no it's literally not cliff I, i'm pretty sure that it, the the star is born is based on the jazz singer no 
okay, fine, A Star is Born. Like, that movie won a <laughs> bunch of Oscars, and it's been remade, like, what, five times now? Well, and, and yeah, the, well, and I mean, it's based off of, kind of, to an extent, uh, My Fair Lady. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... The amount of movies that are uh, just a remake of, uh, like, Shakespearean stuff. Yeah. Uh, the cool. things that are just remakes of themselves. <laughs> things like... Why- while I agree with what you're saying, you can't say this movie is super innovative and amazing if it's not. No, and like well, I, from, so, from like a, that's the criticism is like they didn't they didn't do anything new. Well, I don't think they, they didn't did do anything, anything new from a plot movie, standpoint. Yeah, but yeah. From, from a movie, right. I mean, like you can say like I mean whatever you want to say about the prequels of Star Wars. From a technical standpoint, they kickstarted. I mean, essentially, a whole new way to make movies. Yeah, I, I just so. think it's really interesting that the 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 complaint about that isn't that like it wasn't good. It was. It's just that it's like oh, it's very derivative. I'm like, well, have you seen movies? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, I I, no I, one... I will say it's a very forgetful film. For yeah, I... as 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 huge as it was, it did not have a huge like cultural Impact, zeitgeist yeah. you know like it did at the moment but like I mean, that like i can't think of the main guy's name it's got its own disney Sully. park man well and that's actually apparently <laughs> why that is one of the big reasons that uh uh disney bought fox was yeah. to get the rights to the uh avatar i don't know they're making four more of them or something I insane believe, i can't believe that anyone cares at this point well, I that's I. Here, the thing is, is I am fascinated because that was the big thing. That is a, a huge reason why Disney purchased the rights to Fox yeah. was to get the rights to Avatar. Avatar, and that tells me that like Disney must know something that we don't because I'm like, why? I and I, I just wonder if it's huge overseas and you know something like that that you know they're just planning on that kind of thing it I, is but i think also i think that there are two audiences f- for that that people maybe don't recognize um i think that avatar is like i, I actually saw a, a thread on twitter yesterday that was like who cares like why does anyone want avatar like does anyone actually like avatar and everyone in the thread was like i don't really like it but you know my dad loves it um and i, I wonder if it's kind of like a not boomer movie but like a, people in their like later 40s and 50s movie yeah. i also think it's one of those movies that people will just go see like yeah. i don't i don't really care about avatar 2 but when it comes out i'm gonna go see it yeah I, I don't and know. so I, I just wonder if that's kind of what it's gonna be that like people are like oh yeah well i'm gonna go see it and so it'll make you know enough yeah. money back but. but i think like my kid recently watched avatar we were like we went to avatar land in disney world he's like i've never seen this movie what what's it about and he watched <laughs> it on the plane um like because it was on the plane even though it came out like I don't know, 10 years ago and loved it. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's a, there's some markets there that maybe we as people don't really get, but I will freely admit, I love that movie. Like I've really, yeah. really, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy it, it too. Yeah. I think also it kind of gets blowback for just being what it is. Like, I, I think anytime a movie gets big, you're going to have like a considerable yeah. blowback of like just contrarian people. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, they're making a video game of it. The video game looks dope, but again, it was like a cinematic trailer, so who knows what that actually means. Um, It's fine. Uh, Nintendo announcements. Back to Nintendo. Uh, Some guy from Tekken is going to be the next Smash character. Um, If that's your thing. Say that again? 
He throws Kirby off a cliff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's I've just seen the memes. I have no idea what it is. I'm just like, oh, Kirby's yeah. thrown off a cliff. It's all good. Uh, the folks that make Life is Strange are putting out a new game. It looks really good. Um, and they're remastering uh, Life is Strange and then the sequel to Life is Strange. I don't remember what that's called. Um, those are coming out on the Switch. Um, I believe they'll also be coming out everywhere else, though. Those games are fun if you've never played them and you like kind of narrative games. Um, we're gonna talk. We're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit more. Um, in a little bit, it's coming to the switch, but we'll, we'll leave that for a little bit later. Um, there's a 20th anniversary edition of super monkey ball. If that's your thing, there's a new Mario party, which if that's your thing, cool. Um, there is a new version of Metroid coming out called Metroid dread. Um, (laughs) someone made a really good point about, about Metroid where they're like, you know, Nintendo's in a room. They're like, man, we need a new game to make. (sighs) What, what's been really popular lately because there's been. We, we need to make a new game. They're like, well, I don't know. Have you guys actually seen all these Metroidvanias coming out that are doing really well and people seem to really like? And they're like, huh, we have a Metroid, don't we? Um, I don't know. I mean, like that's just kind of Nintendo's. I mean, like Metroid, when's the last time we got an F-Zero? When's the last time we got a Punch-Out? Right. I don't you know. know. It's... I like Metroidvanias and I will play a new Metroid game. That's, yeah. that's the long and short of it. Um, there's a new WarioWare game coming out, which... I don't know. Did you ever play War- the Wario game on the the? Nope. I played the one on the Wii, and it was really weird, but it was kind of fun. So I guess I could see that. Although those are the kind of games that I always get thinking like this is going to be a really good time. And we play them like twice and then never play them again. Yeah. So I got the first one free via like one of those <laughs> weird like like if you connect collect enough box tops at ten cents a piece, eventually you can get like Coke points or something. Maybe I <laughs> Olivia got Mario Party for her birthday. Um. Oh. That's when the perfect like game three. for a three-year-old. Well, like she really, she kept seeing the the ad. ad for it on YouTube and was like, "I want to play that. I want to play that." I'm like, "Fine, I'll put it on your wish list." And kind of forgot about that. And then yeah. on her birthday, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um, but I wonder if she'd play it now. I don't know. I own it, and I find it to be absolutely confusing. Like it yeah. makes no sense to me. So maybe um, um, there's a Shin Megami Tensei Five game coming out. I, I don't know if that's exciting or not. Does that excite anyone? It's not how you I'm pronounce not excited. it. That's fine. Um, I, I obviously have never played this game. Um, there's, I don't even, I'm not going to try that one. Fatal Frame is coming to the Switch. <laughs> Yay! That actually is pretty cool. Uh, they're making a new 3D Advance Wars remake that looks interesting. And uh, probably the, the big thing that, that actually came out of this is they're making a Breath of the Wild 2. Are, are you surprised? I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> a game that said that they yeah. already made that teaser that it's happening. Yeah. Whatever goofy. I I want to be super excited about this game because everyone's super excited about this game. Can, can we make like a deal that we'll each pitch in like twenty dollars and buy like a hard copy of it and then we can just each play it and see what we like because yeah. I'm not spending sixty dollars on this I'm, game. Like, I'm not either. I. I don't know. I, 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 I'm back in the discourse because like the discourse on the internet right now is breakable weapons. And there's so many people that are trying to convince me that breakable weapons are actually like a great gameplay decision because you know what it's like is it's like games that have bullet or like guns that have bullets. Like you don't have an unlimited number of bullets in a game. And I'm like, I Usually guess you do. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also, you know what my least favorite thing is in video games where I don't have enough bullets. So 
I don't know. No, it makes it makes the game. You know, it's it's a gameplay decision because it makes you make choices about what you're going to do. And I, I'm like, no, I just want to hit things with a sword. I don't disagree with that. However, that's not how Breath of the Wild is at all. Like, it does not. Like, it is the laziest RPG I've ever played. Like, I, there's four different enemies. The weapons aren't really unique and interesting. They just do slightly more damage and they break. Like, it's not It's not really a survival game, even though it's kind of trying to be by having breakable weapons yeah. and making you eat food. Except they make everything about those mechanics awful. Yeah. So it, it has real no strong identity other than the fact that it is a Zelda game. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say also I don't want a Zelda game that's over like maybe thirty hours. Oh, same. I I think that's the thing is, is it's not that I haven't tried Breath of the Wild. It's not that I haven't put my time in. I've I've played that game three times. The first time I put probably five hours into it. The second time I put like twelve or fifteen, and then I put like thirty five hours into that game. And all it is is just long. Like I don't. I just don't get it. But if you are super hyped about Breath of the Wild 2, it's probably not coming out in 2022. It's probably coming out in 2023. So, cool. I mean, I, I wish you the best. If that's your game, awesome. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, a little more Far Cry... Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6. One of the interesting things that came out of the Ubisoft conference is that if you buy the season pass and get the DLC, you'll actually be able to play as the bad guys from the last three Far Cry games. So you'll be able to play as Crazy Cult Leader and... Um, crazy Cult Leader and Crazy Cult Leader. Yeah, essentially three Crazy Cult Leaders, but one of them has creepy aviator sunglasses. One of them wears a pink suit and um, one of them has a mohawk, I guess. I, I've I've only played Far Cry 5 and Far Cry 3. Four, I don't, I don't know, um, but you'll actually be able to play as them, which I think is interesting. Um, Are they just characters, though, or is there? I mean, I think there will be post-release content where you play as them. Oh, the okay. the interesting thing I think about that is most people on the surface go like, "Oh, sweet, I get to play as the bad guy," but most people don't actually want to play as the bad guy. Like most games where you are the bad guy don't sell very well, and most games where you have the choice of being a good guy or a bad guy, people don't choose to play the 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 role of the bad guy. So, I mean, like have you ever seen the stats on like how people play Mass Effect? Mass Effect is like 93% Paragon. Um, so, I don't know, it's an interesting idea. I guess we'll just have to see Think how it works. Think of all those hours people spent making these evil paths in games that no one plays. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. Not only the, the amount of evil paths, but also just, like, the levels people make that nobody plays. Oh, yeah. I mean, Colby... I, I just beat... Uh, I think it was Narita Boy that, like, I don't know, passed about halfway point. Every single one of the uh, achievements was a rare. So yeah. less than 10% of people had made it that far. And, and these were like, these were not like I had to go out and find it. These are just ones that you get throughout the game. I, I think it's actually pretty common. If you look at a yeah. game that has 10 levels, I would say 90% of the time when you get past level five or six, it's 20% of people have played it or 10% of people have played it. It's very, it's got to be very disheartening as a, as a game developer to see that. Even like games that did really well. Like I think only 20% of people ever beat Red Dead Redemption 2, which is... That's such wild. a shame. How do you not? How do you not keep playing it? Right? I don't get it. I don't get it. But I think I think that, that it's something to be said for 
like the amount of content that gets created these days. Uh, there are so many new games coming out. It's really easy just to like go, oh, shiny, and never go back to the one you're playing. Um, yeah. I have to very purposely beat games, um, and it like, I don't know. I, I enjoy beating games. I guess so. Whatever. Like I don't judge. Like if you don't want to beat games, that's fine. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's coming out. It's going to be a single player Guardians of the Galaxy game. I sent a screenshot of this game. Do you call? Do you do you remember seeing that? Um, yes, yes. Do you remember any of the characters looking anything like the characters from the actual movie? Mm, no, it was very forgettable. <laughs> I, you know, I sent this out, I put it in our Discord, and Dylan made the comment, and I think he's absolutely right, that the problems that the the Marvel game that uh, IDOS put out wasn't because they didn't get likeness and voice rights. No, no. But I think the discourse around that game yep. was <laughs> caused by them not getting yeah. the the you know how they well, look. So, so and, you're not generating the interest that that franchise has, right? It's, and it's, a, it's just a mistake to to not care or. I don't know if there's any other really way around it, really, because you can't you can't make them look close enough that it fools people, because then you're just gonna get. Well, something. I think the worst part about it is is like at least like like Drax looks kind of like Drax, the chick with the green skin. I don't remember her name. Gamora. Gamora looks and, like her. I mean, the other guys are raccoon. Rocket Raccoon is a raccoon, yeah. so I guess. But like I'm post- I'm posting a picture in here of what Star Lord looks like. It's in our show notes now, and he looks like just like a blonde surfer dude. Like he does not look like he's not even. This guy doesn't look like. Oh, he looks kind of like Chris Pratt. He he doesn't even look like Chris Pratt's brother. He doesn't look like Chris Pratt's distant cousin. He's just. Well, he looks like Star Lord in a specific comic. Is that what it is? Yeah. And I mean, like that's absolutely fine. If you think the audience for your video game is people who have read a specific Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Which I, there are some of those people, but do you you're think, limiting I, I would, your audience. I, I would guess that more people have, have seen the movie. Like, I'm just going to just maybe guess. Maybe. I don't. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this entire I watched this entire video of it and I was like like this just looks like it it's it's the star it's the space balls you know it's you know this isn't them you caught their stunt doubles meme it's yeah. I, I don't know it's fine it's, it was I, very underwhelming overall right I, I saw part of this one and it's just one of those things for such a big like popular topical kind of in the now thing it's it was not a good showing it was not it just wasn't I, and I, it might be a fine game like if they do kind of marvel avengers but not the always online destiny grindy grind yeah. like that's a that's gonna be an 8.5 like yeah. it's gonna be a great game yeah and Other it, than it, like obviously it was a pretty it seemed like it had to be a pretty early build because man it like the 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 dialogue and everything was pretty it's just rough bad yeah. right i don't know like it might be fine it is single player only so like you you get rid of a lot of the stuff that made marvel dumb but i don't know I, it just seems like when you saw the blowback against the avengers uh, uh you know 
and people are like, why don't these people look anything like them? I think the thing is, I don't think you need the voices. I don't think that these people need to sound exactly like them, but they need to look exactly like them. Um, See, I don't even think they need that. I I don't know. It, it was a weird game, because like I said, once I kind of got past the like, oh, they don't really look or sound anything, like, I was fine with it. I think they, they just need to say like, yeah, this is going to be like a straight up game. Like, yeah. there's not, you know. I, I think the thing is, is like, this- I don't think the gameplay suffers because of it. I think the marketing suffers because of it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's every time it I look at one of these, I'm just like, that's like, like Drax's brother, I guess, maybe? Well, I, I think, too, you could also, like, I don't know, probably kind of do some weird thing where you're like, oh, this is an alternate universe. Absolutely. Where things, you know, like, you could do something like that, and it just seems... Or frankly, if Star Lord is the guy from the comic book, lean into that in your marketing, you know? Uh-huh. Right. I, I don't know. It's fine. Um, the the news, I guess, actually, is that will be coming to the Switch, but it will be a cloud game. So you'll actually have to stream that to your Switch, which mm-hmm. I think it's super weird that that is something they can do on the Switch and they don't do it all the damn time. I really don't understand why that's not something they do more of, but whatever. Um, the you know the the Phil Spencer thing I was talking about. They actually are still apparently trying real hard to get xCloud on the Switch, so so maybe someday. Uh, Disney, we talked about how they have the Pirates of the Caribbean coming into Sea of Thieves, and I thought that was very cool. This quote um, from, I don't know, some dude at Disney, we'll just call him that. Uh, the SVP of Walt Disney Games, Sean Shoptaw, Shoptaw's a hell of a last name, Ooh. quoted as saying, obviously we work with a lot of big AAA partners like Ubisoft, like Bethesda, like EA, and we will continue to do that, but we are very open to quality regardless of size, right? So if there are strong indies that have a real passion and vision for a story of ours or a character of ours or anything in our universe, we are all ears. I think that you'll see stuff coming out over time here that will really back that up. So yeah, it's not just about the big guys. The big guys, those are really important partners of ours, as noted, but we're hoping to work with a broad set of partners across the world. Um and I think that is like maybe the most interesting thing that I've ever heard Disney say about video games because they don't say very much about video games, really. And the things they do say are usually bad. Not bad, but just like, <laughs> you know, we, we let EA make another Star Wars game. Um, I would love, love, love to see smaller indie, even like double A developers, be able to do something awesome with Disney licenses. Like, I think that... Could you imagine like what indies could do with Star Wars. Like, I think there are so many cool Star Wars ideas that could come out of the indie space that are never going to come out of the AAA space. I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. So that is all. Dylan, you still playing Rainbow Six Siege? Uh, I did not that long ago, but it's still been a while. It's all right. Um, pretty soon, you are going to be able to play Rainbow Six Siege with all your friends on other consoles. Does that make you happy? You play it on PC, right? I do play on PC. Pretty soon, you'll be able to play it on PC with all your friends on Google Stadia and Amazon Luna. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) If you're playing on the Xbox, pretty soon you'll be able to play it with the PlayStation folks. So uh, Rainbow Six Siege is getting cross-play. PC stays separate from consoles, but that's all right. Um, They're also getting cross-progression. So if you've got some cool stuff on your Xbox, that Xbox stuff will be available on your PC, so on and so forth. Cross-progression goes between all consoles. So... Uh, good news. I like anytime anyone does cross-player cross-progression. Colby, tell me about Amped. Just like, give me, when I, when I say Amped, what do you think about? 
I think about the good old days of playing Amped. Right? Amped was uh, a skate, not skateboarding, snowboarding game that came out in probably 2000, maybe 2001, I would guess. Mm, I mean, it was for the original Xbox, so I think it was 2001. Yeah, OG Xbox. Actually, it might have been a... It might have been a... uh, uh, Launch title? Uh, launch title, because it yeah. was done by Microsoft. It was actually a Microsoft... Published game, yeah. Published Ooh. game. Amped 1 is probably one of the games I've put like the most time into. Um, both playing and watching other people play, we would sit around my house, uh, me and Colby, and like my wife and my friend Mitch, and we would just pass a controller for hours like trying to beat a run. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the only video game uh, our grandparents ever played because we made them play it at uh, when we were out there and I had my Xbox. Yeah, it's it's an absolute. No, Grandpa was a huge Frantic Freddy fan. Call. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it was it was so much fun, and I think part of the nostalgia of it is definitely a point in time, uh, yeah. <laughs> but also just a terrific game. It was it was really smart, and it wasn't as. I don't want to say as fancy as a lot of the snowboarding games I've played now, but it didn't try to be more than it is. It like does, there's no wingsuit in it. There's no like you just snowboard and do tricks and it's cool. Um, yeah. There's a new game coming out that was announced at E3 called Shredders, and it's it looks really cool. And the devs have come out and said that they took a lot of inspiration from Amped. So really, what I'm saying here, Cole, is I am very hopeful that Shredders will be the snowboard game of my dreams. So. I, for a second, I thought you were going to talk about something else. There's a new Writer's Republic. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Um, I keep getting uh, um, like YouTube um, like ads for it. And when I originally saw it, I'm like, oh, are they bringing back Amped? Oh, interesting. Um, it's an Ubisoft game, though. And it, like, just, like, from the first little oh, bit of the trailer. Oh, no, I did see this. It, it reminded me so much of just, like, kind of, like, how, more like how, like, Amped 3 Yeah. Looked. And, I, like, I'm like, oh, crap, are they bringing Amped back? I forgot um, about this. This looks like a really, in- Writers Republic looks like a really interesting mix of, like, Amped and Forza and... and like, yeah. Like downhill mountain bike racing Sing. and wingsuiting. Yeah. And um, but it's also like apparently massively multiplayer. So uh-huh. like, I don't know, 50 people can go race on bikes down the same course. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, they debuted it in the Ubisoft trailer and it looks really good. It also has a, uh, a beta that you can play in and it releases September 2nd. So yeah, like I can, I don't think this is a game I want to pay $60 for, but if this game comes out at like 40 bucks, I might I might pick that up. Yeah, Writer's Republic looks interesting. All right. We're to the end of news. <laughs> we made it, guys. News! Um, it's not done yet. There's one other thing. The very last thing they showed, like if you watch the Xbox trailer, they ended on uh, a new game, but then they like kind of, you know, whooped out for a second. They came back and they revealed the Xbox mini fridge. <laughs> and... <laughs> I have never wanted a refrigerator more in my entire life. It looks like it's about the size of an actual Xbox uh, Series X. It only holds like maybe, I don't know, like maybe a six pack. Is it one of the ones that holds like a six pack? Yeah. 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 It looks exactly like an Xbox Series X. It appears to be full of like green neon um, and they're actually coming out this holiday. And I hope that it's not one of those dumb things that comes out this holiday and is like, and we made 20 of them. Yeah. Um, because I want one so desperately that I can't even tell you how I don't even buy things in cans really for the most part, but I will start. 
It looks absolutely amazing. There's no actual release date. There's no price. But I will tell you, I'm willing to pay probably $200 for this thing. It, I just want one on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> they look absolutely amazing. So I'm going to go ahead and say if it's the size that I think it is, it's not going to cost $200, Cliff. I'm willing It'll to be like 65. I'm willing to pay as much as 200 <laughs> American dollars in order to purchase one of these for I will things. sell you one for $200, Cliff. <laughs> It looks terrific. I'm very excited about it. Um, that is all the news that we news this week. Um, like I said, if you have not gone and watched the Gorilla Collective um, shows, there was two of them. There was one last weekend and then one the weekend before. There's a million indie games coming out that look amazing. Um, go watch the Wholesome Games uh, Direct. It was fantastic. Um, the Devolver Digital conference actually this week, this uh, over E3 was actually pretty good. Um, like it was still kind of one of those like, ah, we're edge lords, but it was less stupid than the last couple of years. So that was good. Anyway, Dylan, do you want to do the next part? Hey, yo, Vinny. It's time for you to talk about Halo. Over and over and over. Like I, I think of all the things that I love about Vinny. Vinny's like passion for halo makes me so happy like i love listening to Vinny talk about halo and of course his question is actually about halo he said what's the game you're most excited for after the weekend and why is it halo <laughs> um it probably was not halo for me but that's that's okay like it doesn't have to be halo um halo looked very good um i i am absolutely gonna play halo i am going to get in multiplayer games with Vinny playing halo much halo will be played and it will be very 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 fun um what games am i there's a game and i i'm trying to remember the name of it it's it's here somewhere i've got i've got it written down somewhere i think um but maybe not the so you, you know the people who made inside right yeah um they the the there's two new games coming from the guys who made it inside because uh plated studios is making a new game and one of the two founders of playdead left and created his own studio and that guy is making a new game and i don't remember what its name is but i'm very very excited <laughs> it looks like just awesome and atmospheric and very inside-ish um but it, it just it looks cool i'm excited for that one i will look it up and tell you what its name is um while colby and dylan tell you about which games they're excited from a conference they did not watch forza and back for blood back for blood looks awesome I still know absolutely nothing about Back for Blood, but I'm you just keep hearing like, oh, it's like uh, Left for Dead, you know, three essentially, and I'm like, okay, I'm game for that. Yeah. Um, I really want to play Twelve Minutes. Uh, yeah, Twelve Minutes same. looks great. I was super happy that that's a uh, because uh, that was like a day one buy for me, but now yep. it's a day one play on Game right. Pass. Um, Hades, I like. I knew Hades was gonna come to Xbox, but I didn't realize that it was gonna come in August until then. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Hades. Um, past that, like, I, I literally did not watch a single minute of it. Um, so I'm going to go with those two. Fair. Um, the game I'm talking about is called Somerville. Um, and that's like S-O-M-E-R, so Somerville. Um, looks really cool. Apparently it was actually part of Microsoft E3 Showcase. I don't know why we didn't talk about it when we were talking about Microsoft E3 Showcase. Um, but just has very like inside vibes and inside is one of my favorite games ever. Um, it just looks, it looks really good. It's coming out in 2022 and will be coming to game pass. So that is what I'm excited about. But again, 
like uh, Back for Blood looks amazing. I, they didn't talk about literally the the Xbox showcase this year was like I said ninety minutes long. There was not now well, there was like these two weird kind of like Japanese anime looking games that they talked about. Like one coming out in 2022 and one coming out in 2023, which I don't even understand why you would announce that. But those two did not interest me. But almost everything else they announced um, was was very interesting to me outside of that and Battlefield 2042. But, or 43, 2143, whatever, the Battlefield game. Um, there's 27 games coming out from Microsoft that I want to play. So it's good stuff. Um, cool. Next up, Big Dog Eddie says, guess what? Back again. Eddie's back. Tell your friends. Colby, um, could you reach out to all your friends and let them know that Eddie's back? Hey, Cliff. Eddie's back. There you go. Uh, Dylan will have slightly Hey, hon. Eddie's back. <laughs> okay. We're good. Dylan, if you could let your friends know too, um, you've got more friends than we do, though. So, like, maybe just a group text would be fine. Uh, he says, "Questions: Who won E3? Who lost E3? Who was the most improved?" Um, again, I'm the only person that watched E3, so <laughs> I will tell you the definitive answer. Xbox won E3. I always think they do because I think they are very good at doing conferences. Because you know what they don't do? They don't show like 15 minutes of a video game and then 15 minutes of their developers talking about making a video game. Um, I don't ever want to see that. Like, I'm happy that that video exists. And if I want to go out and watch their developers talk about that video game, I, I like that. I like to watch that on YouTube. I do not like to watch that live while they're doing it. Give me, like, two minutes of a video game, two minutes of, you know, like, maybe some gameplay. That'd be cool. If you want to have a developer talking over the top of that, fine. Um, do you want to have who? A developer. Oh, yes. <laughs> you kind of cut out for me, and it sounded oh. like you said, if you want to have Adele talking over yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, if you want Why Adele? Like, like is that... from the other side. <laughs> I don't know any Adele songs. Um, but I just don't, I don't want those things. I want gameplay, 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 gameplay. Like, maybe, like, a little talking person. Gameplay, gameplay, ga you know. I watched the, the Ubisoft one, and I literally was, like, just fast-forwarding through stuff because I don't care. I just want to see what this video game looks like. I, I respect developers greatly, and I'm very interested in what they have to say, but I don't want to hear from them during E3. Um, and I think Xbox, like, times their presentations perfectly. So, I think uh, Xbox One, who lost? Um, the Square Enix presentation was terrible. Like, bad. Like, I, it was 45 minutes long, and that was 43 minutes too long. It was just bad. Um, and I thought Devolver Digital was probably the most improved. Like, I normally find their um, presentations to be... Uh, very very stupid and this one i thought was like funny mixed in with actually talking about the games they sell which i think is great um probably the funniest thing they did um during this presentation is like you guys know what nfts are uh, i mean vaguely yeah so if you don't know what an nft is it's some sort of bullshit cryptocurrency thing that lets you pretend you own things um that, that kind of sums it up. You can pay a lot of money to pretend to own things. Um, I think my best analogy is, like, imagine if someone said, I can sell you the Mona Lisa. And you're like, wow, I actually get the Mona Lisa. They're like, no. Actually, we'll put your name on a post-it note saying you own the Mona Lisa in a broom closet next to the Mona Lisa. They're like, well, can I stop other people from looking at it? Like, you're like, absolutely not. Um, that's what an NFT is. Um, Devolver Digital sold a single VHS tape with a copy of their presentation on it but they popped the little thing that lets you re-record the vhs tape off so it was an nft and um pardon my french i'm about to do a swear um so cover your ears if you don't like those um they said it was an nft and it was a non-fuckwithable tape so 
Like, I thought that was clever. I liked it. It sold for $1,000. They donated it to charity. So good on them. They also sold a bunch of really <laughs> ugly suits. And unlike other real NFTs, it didn't, you know, like slowly cause the earth to burn to death. <laughs> it's strange, like <laughs> those things. And uh, unlike real NFTs, that will probably actually also be worth money someday as opposed <laughs> to <laughs> someday someone will just steal all your crypto. Plus and... the Winkleboss twins aren't talking about it. So it's, it's a win-win for everything. Yeah. I, my... Winkleboss or Winkleboss? I don't know, I don't know. man. Like well, the thing I'll tell you about crypto is if, if I follow you on Twitter and you start talking about crypto in any way that is positive i just instantly unfollow and block you it self self-love man that's what i'm saying uh captain insano says with god of war being delayed to 2022 would you rather a developer tell you a game is delayed or go radio silent until the game is ready for release i would choose the third one which is i don't want to hear about your damn video game until it's like three months from being released that was actually my <laughs> thought too. I'm like, I don't want to hear about a game that isn't going to be released within the year. If it then has to be delayed, just say like, hey guys, we're delaying it. And I'll be like, okay, there's a lot of other games I want to play. I, I'm absolutely fine with a, a developer saying this game is in development. Like, I, I, I'm happy to know that Fallout 5 and Skyrim 6 are getting made. Like, good. Like, I'm happy that those are going to be... I don't need to hear a damn thing about them until, like, you're like, this is coming out to Game Pass two months from now. <laughs> That's all I need. Like, let that game go gold and then announce it. I don't need yeah. anything else. And I understand how marketing works. I understand how building buzz works. I understand that it's different for AAA games than it is for indie games. Like, indie games have to, like, work really, really hard to, like, scratch out their place in the marketplace. But I don't... I don't, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. And if you delay your game, cool. Like, I hope that it's because you're giving your developers more time to make that game and not because you're making them crunch for longer. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I hope. Um, and the fact that, the fact that God of War got delayed and people thought that the person they should send death threats to was Alana Pierce because that, you know, she works for, uh, Sony Santa Monica now, like that she might be personally responsible for uh, God of War getting delayed is the dumbest thing in the entire world. So whatever. Uh, R. Deacon says, what do you think was the worst console accessory? Worst one you've ever used? Examples, the Power Glove, the Wii Sports Pack, the Sega 32X, the Sega CD, etc. Hmm. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I haven't used a lot of console accessories. Yeah. Um, I usually kind of stay away from them. Yeah, same. Um, I will say that I did play a Virtual Boy. It's not exactly a console accessory, but the but Virtual Boy was a terrible idea. <laughs> um, I think that the uh, the example I don't remember if, who gave it. Uh, but someone on our Discord said that the worst thing that uh, was the Xbox uh, HD DVD drive. <laughs> yeah, they are a... they are correct. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Xbox is usually... They really, lost that bet. Do you guys remember someone... I saw this on Twitter today. Do you guys remember um, Circuit City Divix? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember Divix. Like, that's an idea even worse than HD DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I've actually played... You know, I, I will say probably one of the worst console accessories is not um, the accessory itself, but the fact that you had to have them. Um, was it the Game Boy Color that, like, if you didn't have a magnifier and, a, like, light to use it, that it was impossible yeah. to use outside of, like, a 
room with that was like lit for surgery. Yep. Um. So I actually, I I've got one. Okay. Do you remember Guitar Hero for the DS? Oh, Ooh, that was weird. That is a do you remember good call. how you had to have the like hand thing? Yeah, to... yeah, that's a real good call. Call real good call. That's a good one. Yeah, that I. The funny thing is, is I played it with that, and I don't know how. Huh. Interesting. Like, because I, I I don't own it. Huh. You, I don't think you could rent it. Yeah, I don't know. Did you the play it at I... like a Target once? No, because I, I actually no, I, I did. I remember playing it at my house, and the only thing I can think of is I kind of wonder if you got it through GameFly. Oh, maybe they sent it to you. you. If you got that with it. That could be. That's the only thing I can think of, because, like, I don't own it, and I know I played it. You know what was a really dumb accessory is the S-Video cables for the original Wii, and it's not because they were dumb. It was because the, the Wii didn't ship with them um, like Jeez. default, they were expensive yep. to buy, and they like greatly improved the quality of what the Wii looked like on your TV. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was a bit of a bummer. Anyway, good uh, good questions, everyone. We appreciate it. Um, it was a good week to only have four questions, I think, because we did a lot of news. Are you guys ready to talk about cheap free games? Because holy crap, is there a lot of them? Um, Game Pass just like. Games. It was it was fantastic. Um, Epic Games is actually telling us which games they're giving away this week. If you did not get Control last week, that was dumb because Control is super good. Um, this week uh, they're giving away two games. One is called Hell is Other Demons, which I've never heard of before. But like that's a real good title. It's apparently an action platformer with roguelike elements, which I don't like, but I might give this a try just because <laughs> it looks really good. It's got kind of pixely graphics. It looks fun um, and a heavy synthwave soundtrack. So. If you if you got rid of the roguelike elements, it sounds like a game I'd really enjoy. We'll we'll see if I do or not. Um, and I do over, like synthwave. I, you know, I don't like synthwave very much, but I like synthwave a lot in video game soundtracks. If that makes sense, like I don't know, I would never sit down and listen to a synthwave album. But like, if synthwaves comes in on my video game channel, like that I'm listening to, I'm like, this is great. So. Just just sit down and listen to the Terminator One soundtrack. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, Overcooked 2 is also coming to the Epic Game Store next week. So if you're looking to hate your friends, that's a fantastic game to play. It's a good game, though. Real fun. Um, Summer Game Fest, which is the Xbox. We released a bunch of demos onto the Xbox, is happening this week as well. I think it started yesterday. Um, there is a number of very good demos that you can download. A lot of stuff they showed off. Go ahead. Is there just like a tab you can go to for this? I think so. Because I remember like last year, I don't know if there was. Yeah, you had to kind of find it. Um, there is yeah. a tab for it, but it's it's hard to find. There's 40 demos that uh, that you can play, and it includes some really good stuff, um, like stuff that was shown off during this. So um, Sable is actually looks incredible. It's like a um, what's the Breath of the Wild graphic style called? Um, uh, yeah, it's a cell shaded looking game, and I've heard everyone who's tried it says it's absolutely incredible. Um, the Echo Generation looks really good. Uh, Tunic, which is like my favorite game that's coming out, looks fantastic. Um, but there's just a ton of games coming out for this uh, that you can go try. And like the the real disappointing thing is you actually have to download them individually um, yeah. and then delete them individually, which is not. <laughs> 
not optimal, but you know, what do you do? Um, there's a, a ton of games. There's a new game that comes out where you play as a postman that looks like or as a as a male person, uh, male lady. I, I'm, she delivers mail. That's what I'm saying. Um, that looks really good. Just like kind of this chill thing where you like move back to your hometown and deliver mail. She, she's a female. Man. <laughs> she's a, she's I think a, she's a female. Think man. That is um, not sure. I don't know. Like. I guess she's what? What's the is the the politically correct term? Is she a letter carrier? Is that is that what they became? I think it's a male person. If I'm I, I think maybe I English no is a dumb word, and we shouldn't have used the uh, you know a thing for a person who delivers letters to be the same as one of our two you know like <laughs> <laughs> gender descriptors. It's the most redundant occupation. It's just so dumb. <laughs> anyway. English is stupid. That person delivers letters, and uh, you know I think uh, it's it's fine. Whatever. Uh, anyways, those are those are free on the Xbox. Um, download them quick. They're not available for very long. Um, I'm gonna probably try a bunch of them out this weekend. Um, Steam is doing the next thing, the same thing for Steam Next Fest, but instead of forty games, they gave you six hundred you can try. So, like, just narrow that down to your favorite four or five hundred games. You can try all of them. Um, I, I don't know. That seems like a lot of demos. Really, what I wish either of these companies would do would just say, like, "Hey, XCloud exists. Go play these forty demos on XCloud, so you don't have to download them." Um, that would be better. Um, Game Pass. So during E3, they announced like another, I don't know, 15 Bethesda games that are coming to Game Pass uh, two days ago. So these are actually already all out. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is supposed to be absolutely incredible, um, is on Game Pass available now. It's on cloud console and PC. Um, have you ever heard of Arcs Fatalis? I've never heard of it. It's a, yeah, yeah it's a RPG from Arcane. I don't know. Looks, it's uh, available on PC now, so it looks interesting. Uh, Dishonored: Death of the Outsider is available on PC, cloud, and console. That was a like a kind of a mini uh, Dishonored that came out after Dishonored Two, I believe. Um, Doom is now available on cloud and console. Fallout is available on PC. Fallout Two is available on PC. Fallout Three is available again on PC, cloud, and console. Fallout Three is real good, man. That game's that game's real good. You put like nine hundred hours in that game, didn't you? Only 275. Only 275. Fallout New Vegas is uh, been added to PC and is also available on cloud and console. That game is also very good, made by Obsidian. Um, Fallout Tactics is available on PC. Rage is available on cloud and console. I heard that game is not terrific, but Rage 2 I liked a lot. Um, Colby didn't care for it, but whatever. Nope. Uh, the Evil Within 2 is on PC, cloud, and console. I've actually really wanted to play that game, so that's kind of fun. Um Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus, which is a great time, is available on PC, cloud, and console. And uh, additionally, outside of Bethesda, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered is going to be on EA Access and Game Pass Super Fancy. Is that what it's called? Game Pass, I don't know, the $15 Game Pass, uh, June 24th. June, yeah, thank you. X-Pass Ultimate will be uh, getting that on June 24th. Um, coming this year... You're going to be able to get Microsoft Flight Simulator on July 27th um, on Xbox Series X and S. That's already on the PC. Hades is coming to PC, cloud, and console on August 13th. Among Us is coming to cloud and console, I think, as of a couple days ago, actually. So I think that was on the 15th. And uh, 
a bunch of games coming day one this year. Like, just to give you an idea of, of Xbox games you're going to be able to play on Game Pass the day they're released this year. So, in the next six months, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance is coming to PC, Cloud, and Console June 22nd. So, that's this month. Next month, you're going to get The Ascent, PC, Cloud, and Console July 29th. 12 Minutes is August 19th. Psychonauts 2 is August 25th. Aragami 2 is coming September 17th. Sable, September 23rd. Scorn, Fall of 2021. The Anacrusis is coming Fall 2021. Back for Blood is October 12th. Age of Empires 4 is October 28th. Forza Horizon 5 is November 9th. Shredders. Oh, sweet. I did not see that Shredders is coming to Game Pass. I'm very excited about that that, uh, snowboarding game now. It's coming December 2021. Halo Infinite is coming sometime this holiday. Hello Neighbor 2, which actually looks pretty good, to be honest, is coming uh, sometime this year. And The Gunk, which also looked really cool, is coming in 2021. So there's a lot of top shelf game pass stuff coming out you know in the next six months and that's not everything like there's obviously a bunch more coming too so it's great are you guys ready to do a quick troll corner before uh before we knock off for this week sure rockstar is shutting down gta online on the ps3 and xbox 360 in december and like i figured we kind of crapped all over need for speed for doing this the other day so it's only fair that we did it to uh grand theft auto online like these people have made how many copies of this game have they sold like a billion a lot yeah i i think that rockstar probably has the money to keep that system up and again like if you're not going to keep it up then just open source it so someone else can do it um i would be super interested to know how many people are playing GTA online on an Xbox 360 because that thing is that would be interesting. barely <laughs> functional on a anything else like I maybe that's why they're shutting it down because I, <laughs> the player count is zero I don't know man like that game is so bad like for a game that has sold a million copies I do not understand why GTA online is not better I do not understand why a bajillion people play it like people play that game all over the place like it's got role playing communities it's terrible i don't understand how they do it but anyway they're, they're doing that and i think it's dumb because it's dumb if you do something like that and you've got a ton of money you should keep it alive forever anyway that is a very long episode of our podcast i think that's probably the longest one we've done in a while i'm going to dinner now so we are going to stop podcasting uh colby you have something to say I was trying to find out the player count of a uh, thing, but it's more difficult than I thought it was. <laughs> we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. Thanks to our good friend, our deacon, who makes sure that our episodes get posted there because otherwise it wouldn't happen because I'm dumb and lazy. Uh, you can follow us on social media at facebook.com, twitter.com, instagram.com, slash bite me podcast. Uh, that is actually where you can talk to me directly. Or Colby, which is kind of confusing because sometimes we post things and no one knows who they're talking to and people send us DMs and they're very confused why someone else answers. Anyway, um, that's fine. We're, we're all there. It's a good time. You can follow us on uh, Patreon by donating money to us. <laughs> that's how following on Patreon works. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. Come chat with us on Discord at BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. And then if you go to our cameo page dylan will say this to you for a hundred dollars bite me do you think anyone would be willing to pay a hundred dollars to no. have dylan say bite me on cameo no. do you think anyone would be willing to pay five dollars for dylan to say bite me on cameo probably not a personalized <laughs> bite, bite me a bite size head <laughs> do, 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 i think we should set yes. it up and find out that's what I'm saying. That dude from the office made a million dollars in cameo last year. I want some of that that cash. 
No? No. Alright. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.